If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for February 13th, 2011. And we're going to do a kind of a split study, current events, um, end time current events. This is going to be the first part. And um, then we're going to segue into more of a uh, kind of a preparation. I've had a lot of emails come in from my listeners regarding things they're doing to prepare for, um, you know, martial law, the end times, survival prep, that type of of information. So um, I wanted to go over them. They've kind of been building up and building up, and I I wanted to kind of like put them into one teaching and to kind of go over some of them. I'm not going to go over them in great depth, not every single aspect, because a lot of it are actual videos that you would watch on YouTube or things that you need to read. But I want to at least give you, try to give you the tools in that area. I put out a lot of things in the past to try to kind of point you in the right direction if you're feeling a conviction in that particular area to prepare and um, just trying to give you like the tools that you would need in order to accomplish that. So first article in our End Time Current Events study is entitled Rick Warren's Daniel Plan, Dr. Oz Will Lead Mass Hypnosis on TV. Christian Research Network has posted a video clip where Rick Warren's Dr. Oz is announcing here that on Monday, he and a fellow doctor are going to hypnotize America. Now, this is pretty timely because I've just done a teaching recently on Rick Warren and this uh, health initiative and how he's he's bringing in these three doctors and each one of them, Dr. Oz being one of them, each one of them has their own special cult um, Essentially, it's a form of witchcraft that they're involved in, whether it's meditation, whether it's tantric uh, sex yoga, whether it's Reiki. uh, They're steeped in New Age occult witchcraft. And if you boil it down, you can say, well, that's not really witchcraft because you think maybe a a witch around a cauldron stirring, you know, a big cauldron with a fire under it. That's really not true. Witchcraft is... Uh, part of the occult. If you're involved in the occult, you're involved in witchcraft. And when you get into things where you're channeling spirits and you're, you're participating in things like meditation where you're literally opening your mind up to demonic entities to come in and infest you, or tantric sex yoga where you're really opening yourself up through um, sex and combining that with witchcraft, I mean, that's really bad news. Uh, that These are witchcraft type practices. Rick Warren is bringing that in mass into, I would say, call it, you know, the lukewarm Church of America. And I have predicted this for a number of years, that this is going to be the case, that we're going to see more and more witchcraft practices infiltrating the church. And I've done teachings dedicated to this, and um, it's all coming to pass. Now, I was going to play this uh, this clip um, from about the 50-second mark forward where they're actually interviewing Dr. Oz. So I'm going to go ahead and do that now. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and roll this clip now, and you're going to hear Dr. Oz being interviewed by a reporter. This was from MyFoxLA.com. It's Fox News Network. And um, you'll kind of hear him going back and forth. I feel like there are so many people around me now who are dealing with cancer. There's got to be something you can tell us other than just eat fruit and vegetables to keep yourself as healthy as you can. 
Well, all the things that we know are valuable in enhancing your immune function are also valuable for reducing cancer. Probably one of the most important things you can do is to lose belly fat. Because when you get belly fat on board, it converts hormones in your body and makes them into toxic versions that actually stimulate cancer cell growth. That's why, I guess, one of the biggest shows that we have ever done is Monday's show, which is part of our big 2011 Move It and Lose It program. Get this, we've had 600,000 people sign up already for this program uh, that we're doing with Nike and ShareCare. It's fabulous, free workouts, free food tracking, but the best part is that we're beginning to uncover where the real weaknesses are. One of them is emotional eating. So for the first time ever, on Monday, we're going to hypnotize America. Paul McKenna is joining us. This show blew my mind. Uh, you know, he had people dozing off in the studio audience, which usually only I can do. Uh, and, and he was powerful, powerful at getting this message across to folks at home. So all you got to do is sit back in your sofa, turn the TV on, look into the camera, and let him work on helping you unbind yourself, unchain yourself from the emotional burden that you've been bearing that's forcing you to eat when you shouldn't be. So wait, you can act- So do you realize what we're talking? I mean, I'm sure you do. We're talking about mass hypnosis. Now, he already said he had 600,000 people just sign up for the program, but the... Most likely, the people watching this show is going to be far greater than 600,000. We just did a teaching on Brazzo, that guy that just comes out and stares into the audience. He's essentially, it's, it's like mass trance channeling. It's, it's, um, he's putting everybody into a trance. He's hypnotizing them, literally. And we just got into the dangers of that, that if you want to, you know, really... Put yourself at great risk of becoming demonically infested. Uh, hypnosis is one of the greatest ways to do it. Meditation is another great way. I would say hypnosis is is a more powerful way to actually do that because you're actually putting yourself in subjection to another person who is literally channeling demons into you. Reiki is another form of that. See, when you put yourself in submission... If you go and you pay money to get a Reiki session, or if you go and pay good money to a hypnotherapist, and he's putting you under, um, you're, you're just opening the doors. You're asking for literal demonic infestation. If not infestation, demonic oppression. And so he's going to be doing this in mass. Now... I cannot imagine the implications of doing mass hypnosis on uh, the American population. I mean, we're pretty pathetic as it is overall. But when people get to the point where they're, you know, just openly, willingly opening themselves up to demonic infestation, even though they may not know it, this is why the Bible says, you know, you can be destroyed for lack of knowledge. And why we need to not be ignorant of Satan's devices, lest he get an advantage of us. People are not realizing what they're doing, what they're setting themselves up for, what they're opening the doors to. And he's openly here bragging about this. So um, let's go further with the interview. Actually get hypnotized on, from the television. If we're watching at home, I will get you know, hypnotized. Wow. It, it, it's actually illegal in some countries. It not is. this country, but it's illegal it's in some countries. It should be illegal everywhere because it's just mass witchcraft is what it is. And so, yes, they're going to be doing this in mass. Um, this is, I, I believe this has already taken place at this point. Um, I'm, I'm thinking it already has. But yes, this is what we're openly talking about. In some countries it is 
illegal to do this because they understand. A lot of other countries have a lot higher understanding of the occult implications of doing this or that and, and these types of things. They understand because many times they're steeped in the occult that if you do a particular thing, you're opening the doors. But because we're so uneducated for the most part in America, we just go and we, we, we slam the doors wide open and say, you know, here I am most of the time. And the media in Hollywood and a lot of other different avenues are there encouraging this concept to happen. And who's at the very top of the food chain? Satan. Satan is the one orchestrating all of these things, setting these things up, um, because he's trying to defile humanity. He's trying to demonically pollute them so that they have no sense of morality, so, so that they'll have a much less likelihood of ever getting saved. These types of things. He just wants to defile humanity. Let's go further. Isn't it a little dangerous? Well, the interesting thing about hypnosis, let's talk about it, because I, I, you know, I've been fascinated by hypnosis most of my adult life. You can't force someone to do something they don't want to do. Right. Hypnosis is all about. That's a lie from the pit of hell. I've seen many instances just at like when you go to county fairs. Uh, if you've ever been to one of those, and they've got their hypnotist there on stage, and he will literally hypnotize people, and they have to agree to it. But once you agree. He can make you do things that you don't want to do or that you would never do. I've seen this over and over and over again, whether it be on the internet, whether I, um, you know, I saw it, like I said, that one time I went to this county fair and he had these people doing all kind of crazy stuff. And it, it's happened over and over again. So that's just another lie from the pit of hell from Dr. Oz. Granted, if you are resistant to it at the very beginning, yes, I don't believe that's the case. But if you willingly submit yourself and you go there and, and, and you want to participate in the hypnotist act or if you're paying to be hypnotized, you better believe they can do all kind. You, could, you might end up doing all kind of things that you would never, ever. And a lot of times they don't even remember it. It just shows you how demonic it is. Uh, freeing you to do what you want to do. So if you want to stop smoking, hypnosis is a wonderful tool, but if you don't want to stop smoking, it's not going to work on you. Yeah. So assuming you're an emotional eater, that, you know, and emotional eaters are people who have this hunger comes on suddenly and forcefully. It's not like physical hunger, which is slow and patient, but the emotional hunger that just makes you, you know, voraciously eat and, and ravenous about food, you can quench that and break the patterns that force you to eat when you really don't want to. And by doing that, help you achieve the trim self you desire. I was going to say, you should be promoting this as a weight loss thing. <laughs> You'll get a lot of people well, tuning that, in. That's what it is, yeah. So I've never been hypnotized before in my life. I so people are, are desperate. To lose weight, and um, the ends will justify the means. And they're 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 thinking, well, this guy is an MD. He Oprah trusts him. He's he's America's doctor now at this point. I mean, a lot of people look up to him like America's doctor. As we said, he's been on Oprah many many times. Uh, he's probably the most right now as far as an MD on American uh, TV. I can't imagine anybody at a higher level that has more of a of a, a following than this guy. So people trust him. And so you have this in concert with the fact that many, many people want to lose weight and they think, well, Dr. Oz would never steer me wrong. And when I listen to the guy, yes, there's usually um, truth that you can glean from what he's saying, but there's also typically a lot of leaven, a lot of medical based leaven mixed in. And I, I, I would go and try to listen to him at certain times, just to see what he had to say. And inevitably, 
Every single time, there was three to four things that he was saying that were totally, totally inaccurate. And if you followed his advice, you would totally get led down the wrong path or you would do something totally um, wrong or, or something totally pharmaceutical-based. So um, when you have all these dynamics together, the fact that he's very trusted, the fact that people want to lose weight, and then they think, well, hey – I mean, America, you know, particularly is is the, you know, I want it now and I want it my way type of um, attitude that we've got. It's like Burger King, I want it now, I want it my way. And what better thing could you have than you have a trusted doctor, you've got people that want to lose weight, and then all you have to do is sit on your couch and get hypnotized. I mean, people are going to be going to this thing like in droves. And um, I just see a real bad <laughs> scenario building here with this. Don't know that I'm able to do it. I don't know that I buy into it so that I can do it. You know, really good hypnotists, you say that to them, and in three seconds you're out. I'd like to see it. It's never happened to me in we'll my bring, years. Why don't we do this now? I mean, not today. We'll bring hypnotists in and see if it works. Who's the guy you have again? Is he obviously world-renowned? He lives in Los Angeles, Paul McKenna. Mm -hmm. I'll send him to you. Send him to us, please, because I'd like to but hypnotize why would these I, two. Why would, why would I need to be hypnotized? What am I going to... No, you're just saying you never... You were curious. Oh, so just for fun, so you'll see that. me like pass out on air <laughs> yeah. or something? Okay. All right, Dr. Oz, thank you so much. Uh, weekdays at 1 o'clock. That's the ring on 5 o'clock. The press show here on Fox 11. Okay, so that's the end of the clip there. I think the lady has half a sense in her head that she realizes something's wrong with this. I don't know if she was wearing... Across, I don't know if she's a Christian or not. I mean, I doubt it at that level whether she's a real Christian. But it just seems like she was the only one there that had any sense whatsoever to even question this. Things like this aren't even questioned anymore. And um, so, yeah, I wanted to report on that because you know, Doctor Oz is one of the three doctors that that Rick Warren is incorporating and bringing in to his church for this year long uh, health initiative. He's one of the main ones, and um, Doctor. Um, uh, Oz there uh, is also the one that also uh, heavily, heavily advocates Reiki, Reiki channeling. His wife is a Reiki master, I believe, and he's used Reiki during heart surgeries to literally um, anesthetize people when they're when they're under for heart surgery. So he is he's nothing more than a tool of Satan. He's a very subtle tool of Satan as far as he comes across like a really nice guy, like he really cares. He's putting out this free information. But again, we, we, we have to uh, really study these things. And if it's on the general mainstream media, that by itself should make you question it. What is the agenda? What is the real agenda here? And again, hopefully we, we've made clear what that agenda is. Going back to this article, it says, if you haven't kept up with what's currently going on at Saddleback Church with Rick Warren, please read the following articles where it documents that Rick Warren is using New Age promoting doctors to get his congregation healthy. Meditation, tantric sex yoga, and Reiki demonic channeling are just some of the occult techniques that these doctors are advocating. And again, we got into this in detail in the previous study that I did, and I give you all three links here in this PDF that will be associated with the February 13th, 2011 teaching on contendingfortruth.com. And there are some other uh, websites up there that, that do have my teachings up there as well. You can access, access those on the right side of the contendingfortruth.com website. And so there's other options. It's, it's always good to not have all your eggs in one basket. And I thank God for, for um, you know, like... 
my listeners and those people that have prayed for this ministry, that have given to this ministry, um, that are up there putting out the audios, whether it be up on YouTube or whether it be on their own websites, I, I don't say that enough. I really don't. That I, I really praise the Lord for, for you all. And um, may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you for what you've done. Going back to this article, it says, if you think that this is just about Saddleback Church and has nothing to do with you or your church or your grown children's church, please think twice about that. The repercussions of what is happening right now at Saddleback could be astronomical. And yet, once again, there's absolute silence from most Christian leaders. And the articles that are posted here um, are entitled Hypnosis and Altered States of Consciousness. Good one to read. I also did that one on Brazzo that I also put here if you want to listen to that. And then a visit to Rick Warren's health seminar, the unfolding of a global new age plan. Because this is all leading us to this global new age, new world order plan under Antichrist. That's where we're all moving here with this. And then the next article is called Emanuel Swedenborg's Occult Beliefs Influence Rick Warren's Health Advisor and now the Christian Church. I believe that Dr. Oz is also a follower of Emanuel Swedenborg, the occultist of the 1800s. He also follows that devil. Um, And then special report, Rick Warren's new health and wellness initiative could have profound repercussions on many. So this is um, really Dr. Oz teaming up with Rick Warren. I mean, this is some bad, bad news. Some Bible verses that kind of relate to this subject here. 2 Timothy 4, 3 and 4 says, I charge thee, there before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort, with all longsuffering and doctrine. In other words, use the Bible to make, to if, if you're going to go out there and um, preach or contend, or exhort, use the Bible as your backbone. Use the Bible as your basis upon which you're basing your stand or your argument. And then it goes on to say, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. We're firmly into that time. But after their own lusts, shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And today there's more potential for that than the world has ever, I believe, ever known. Because you've got, you know, all the different flavors of televangelism on on TV. You've got different ones on radio. You've got all the different books that you can go get in a Christian bookstore. And very rarely will you ever even hear me recommend these types of books because I think we really need to be more focused in on the Bible and the Word of God. I mean, I give enough current events here on a weekly basis. I don't really need to go out and do a lot of other uh, other book reading I really just don't have time to do it personally. I don't have a lot of time to go to other authors and things like that. I really try to ground it back to the Word of God. Because I know I can't go wrong there. Not to say that there's not a lot of good authors. But if your time is limited, you really need to prioritize your time. The Bible says, the Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And it talks about the Bereans in the book of Acts, that they were more noble than those in Thessalonica, because they sought the things out in the scriptures to see if they were so. So this is what we we need to be really focusing in on. Um, So it says, after their own lust, they shall heap to themselves teachers, having itching ears. Meaning they're just wanting to hear some new word, or some new doctrine, or some new whatever. And there's plenty of that out there, if that's what you want. Plenty of that. But just remember, God is not the author of confusion. And 
a lot of these other people out there, particularly these so-called prophets and these types of people, will say things that will blatantly contradict the Bible, or that there's no biblical precedence for, and they'll say it's a new revelation. Well, let me tell you something. If what they're telling you contradicts the word of God, they did not hear it from God. They are deceived, and they're trying to deceive you. The Bible says evil men and seducers shall wax, meaning grow, worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. See, they themselves are deceived, and they're going to go out there and deceive others. And this is very prevalent in the church. It's just not like somebody like Obama who's trying to deceive. The, the real dangerous ones are the ones that are already within the church who are deceived. They're wolves in sheep's clothing. They're hirelings. They have no true love for the sheep because a true shepherd would lay down his life for the sheep. And they're trying to deceive you. Some of them may not even be aware of it. Some of them may think, you know, they're really guided in truth. A lot of these cult leaders of the last 100, 150 years, I'm sure were very deceived, or, or very sincere. But they were sincerely wrong. Sincerity is not a test of truth. You know, you can be very sincere because your heart has deceived you. But the Bible says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. He who trusteth in his own heart is a fool. These are all Bible verses that, you know, you can quote to them. Of course, most people that are deceived don't want to hear it. Anyway, so they shall heap to themselves teachers having each ears, and they shall turn away their ears from truth and shall be turned unto fables, which is pretty much the norm nowadays. Not with everybody, but, but pretty much for the, for the most part. First Timothy 6, 20 and 21 says, O Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust. Avoid profane and vain babblings and oppositions of science falsely, so-called, which some professing have erred concerning the faith. Now, when I think of profane and vain babblings, I think of this... What comes one of the things that comes to mind is Rick Warren, where, where he's advocating not only pretty much a a new world order, a one world all coming together type of religion, which if you really look at the core of what he advocates, that's where he's going. Eventually, you know, he's going to be working with you know the United Nations and the World Health Organization, and they're they're basically trying to put away doctrinal differences and all get on the same page so we can boldly go where you know, no man has gone before into the New World Order, into the age of Aquarius. But also, a vain and uh, profane babblings, you would also think about these three doctors that he's bringing into the church through this health initiative. You know, one of them primarily really harping on the, the Reiki, and now, you know, hypnotism, uh, Dr. Oz, and then the other one, Dr. I believe, Amen, I believe he was the one that was the one advocating the tantric sex yoga, which is one of the most dangerous things you could possibly do in the occult. And then the other one, uh, what was he advocating? Uh, meditation. He was real big on meditation. So, these are profane in vain babblings. They're profane. They're not of God. They're, they're witchcraft. Going further, it says, Colossians 2.8, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. Again, very accurate description of the three, of Rick Warren himself and the three, these three doctors that he's bringing into the healthcare initiative. After the rudiments of this world and not after Christ. Ezekiel 22.25 says there is conspiracy of her prophets in the midst thereof like a roaring lion raving the prey. They have devoured souls. They have taken the treasure and precious things. They have made her many widows in the midst thereof. These people, ultimately, if you look at what they're after, 
They're after your soul. They want to see you burn in the lake of fire. And they may not even be, some of them may not be aware of it. Some of them may be on the enemy side and thinking that they're doing the Lord's service. As the Bible talks about, there'll be many in the end times that will kill you and think if they doeth the Lord's service. Okay, but they're not. They're doing Satan's service. And these people, these wolves in sheep's clothing, are there to devour your soul. That's what they really want. At bare minimum, to totally get you off track. To totally get you away from the word of God. To totally get you following some man and his philosophy and his vain deceit. And there's plenty of them out there. The Bible says, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and that maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. So when you put your trust in a man, it's like you're bringing a curse on yourself. That's why I tell people, don't trust in me. You know, check what I'm saying, see if it's true. Hopefully I can help move you in the right direction. But, you know, I, I tell people, you know, check everybody out. Don't, don't blindly trust a man. Trust in the word of God. God, trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, that's where you need to put your trust in. And that's where you need to build your house, in the solid rock of the Lord Jesus Christ. So going further, I give you the links to my two teachings I've just done recently. Hypnosis, the Hypnotic Gaze, the Occult, and the Satanic Charlatan Brazzo. And then Rick Warren's latest demonic trap, Exposed, the New Health and Wellness Initiative Promoting Tantric Sex Yoga, Meditation, and Reiki. Both one and two parts in that. I give you the links there. You can click on those if you like. And there's also PDFs uh, with both of those teachings that you can key into. Uh, next, I just got this from a uh, listener, just a good point he brought up. He says, Hi Scott, I was just listening to your teaching on Rick Warren and I agree with what you say that these preachers who fly around in their own jets and own several mansions are not following Jesus Christ. I mean, the Bible says the Son of Man hath no word to even lay his head. you know, And yet they're flying around in jets and mansions and wearing $5,000 suits and these types of things and have these big entourages that follow them around and all these fancy clothes and all this stuff. I mean, it's just, there's no biblical precedent for it. Um, and then it goes on to say, I recently had a disagreement with a friend who happens to listen to Joyce Meyer about her $8 million jet and $23,000 toilet. I gave her this, I don't know if you were aware of that, but that's been known for quite a long time. Anyway, she says, I gave her this verse, which is very directly concerning these uh, preaching for riches. It appears she is more concerned about how Joyce makes her feel than what the Bible says. And again, that goes back to the heart. Okay? 1 Peter 5.2 says, Feed the flock of God, which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, not willingly, not for filthy lucre, which is essentially money. Filthy money, meaning you're doing it. Money literally will take on the personality of the possessor. If the right person has money, he will do righteous things with the money. So the money in and of itself is neither good nor evil. But when they're doing it for the motive of money and they're doing it to get rich, it becomes filthy lucre. This is what they're pursuing. Okay, um, And then it says, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. And then he says, I appreciate you and your ministry. God bless John. So yeah, that, that's a, you know, a good point that, that he brought up there regarding this particular subject. Next article is entitled, You Won't Believe Chile's Radical Gay Agenda Task Force. Uh, this is from uh, the organization of AFTAH. They're, they do a lot of stuff with the um, fighting the homosexual um, movement in this country, in America. 
Dear readers, this is not just another email about boycotting yet another irresponsible corporation. Now, I've done a lot of teachings on that as well. A lot of these corporations that feed or um, support heavily like Planned Parenthood and the gay agenda and these types of things. This is just more confirmation of that. There's, then it goes on to say, it's about educating the nation on the incredibly extreme and unhealthy agenda of the pro-homosexual, bisexual, transsexual lobby and holding company executives accountable for the f- financing that agenda. Last week in Minneapolis, I and some other company executives... Okay, no, hold on, I'm sorry. Uh, I and a few other pro-family advocates went undercover at the annual, quote, Creating Change... Grassroots, grassroots homosexual conference put on by the National Gay and Lesbian Task Force. There were more than 2,000 lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transsexuals activists in attendance. Some of, the, some of the, quote, change we heard advocated in various workshops, and which we will document in the next few days and weeks, were shocking. Yet this agenda is one that the left media refuses to examine, much less expose. So AFTA will do the media's job for them by laying out the gay task force extremist vision, which includes... Now, these are some of the things they learned at this seminar. So some of them are taxpayer-financed sex changes, operations for transsexuals. Not to do so would be discrimination against the transgenders. So they're trying to get our tax dollars at work to make sure that that's paying for sex change operations. I mean, what an absolute abomination. Next point, using polling, focus groups, and emotional arguments to persuade evangelical Christians to ignore scripture and accept homosexuality-based rights, like they have these rights. Well, the only way they can do that, they realize, evidently, is to ignore scripture. Because if you follow the Bible, the Bible condemns homosexuality in both Old and New. I mean, Old Testament, it was a death sentence. I've given those verses out before. And, um, I mean, it was death by stoning, or, you know. And they don't like that. So they're going to have to try to get you to ignore Scripture. Now, granted, a lot of the new Bible versions, a lot of these modern-day translations, they do a pretty good job of that. They've removed any offensive things about homosexuals out of them. So if you read them, if that was your starting point, you would think, well, yeah, they, they really should have these rights because the Bible's really silent on this point. It's really not. This is why it's important what Bible you're reading, and you need to be reading in the English um, language, the King James Bible, uh, being by far the most accurate translation out there. These other versions are actually translated from a totally different stream of Bibles that I've got into on many occasions. Now, if you want to know, I've done a whole teaching on that. I believe it's called the King James Bible defended as the true word of God. Uh, you can go up to um, contendingfortruth.com, go to the right-hand corner, click on the download section, and scan down there in alphabetical order. There's about 383 teachings there, and somewhere in there are the King James, or you can do a search for it in the um, uh, in the little search box there, too. Going further, the next point, using the tragedy of homosexual youth suicides to shame Christians into stop calling homosexuality sinful. It's as though the Christians who, I mean, the Bible is what call, calls homosexuality sinful. That's why the, the homosexuals will ultimately um, really want to try to do away with the word of God, because that's their true enemy, okay, is the word of God. And the God of the word, if you think about it. And the Bible says in the beginning, you know, 
In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same in the beginning was God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. So, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among men. So this is in reference to Jesus Christ. He created the universe, um, and that is their true enemy. Okay, uh, But on earth, they're going to try to go against the Christians, who are Christ's ambassadors. So, this is the... the uh, this is what's happening here. So going further, they're trying to shame Christians into calling stop um, homosexuality sinful because of all the homosexual youth suicides. Wow. Maybe there's tons of them, but I, I'm not aware of a whole bunch of them. Maybe maybe that's they're off the scale. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they were because deep down, you know, it's a, it's a very, very huge demonic problem to have, you know, to be going through this, and these demons many times will drive people to suicide, you know, but to blame the word of God for that, you know, they're putting the blame in the wrong spot, the the blame is on the devils and the demons that influence them. Uh, Going further, then it says, celebrating sadomasochism, uh, consensual sexual violence and degradation, and the kinky fetish sexual behaviors, these are some of the agendas that were put forth in this particular uh, wonderful meeting they were attending here, I mean, man, this would be this would be rough to go undercover and to just try to act like, you know, I guess you're one of them. Oh boy, I'd be. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I could do it. But going further, it says pro homosexuality lessons for grade school kids because waiting until middle school is just too late to reach them now. So they want to get them when they're in the elementary school. You know, they want to teach them about you know. Bob and Steve, you know, having and adopting kids and, and, you know, Linda and whoever, Nancy, adopting a kid. I mean, these lesbian and, you know, gay couples. You know, you saw, I don't know if you saw this recently, good old Elton John. If, if you go to the checkout stand at the grocery stores, you know, you can't help but miss good old Elton John and his lover up there. And they just adopted this baby. And, it, like, it's this wonderful thing. And it's an absolute abomination from the pit of hell. But, but... Our world glorifies it. The Bible says that which is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. And I mean, this this adoption by Elton John and his lover, I guess they were legally married or something. I mean, they are not legally married in God's eyes. Um, well, that was viewed by the world in large as something that was highly esteemed and a wonderful thing. And then look how far we've come. We've got gay adoptions down, these types of things. No, look how far we've sunk is what we should be saying. The whole world collectively, America being at the tip of the spear, should get in sackcloth and ash like they did at Nineveh and essentially, you know, <laughs> proclaim a fast and weep and repent before God. That's really what would be the, the only hope for the world. It's not going to happen corporately. There's no Bible for it. There's just no Bible for, we're going to turn things around, and we're going to take America back, and, and, and we're going to um, usher in the kingdom because we're so good. I mean, that's dominionism. That is dominionism. And there's a lot of Pentecostals, and there's a lot of other people out there that are heavily into dominionism, believing that they're going to make things better and better and better until Jesus Christ comes back and sets up his kingdom. But there's really no Bible for that. And I've went over all the verses. The Bible says God is going to send the strong delusion that they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned to receive not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. And that there's going to be a falling away of the church. It doesn't say things are going to get better. Now, individually... We are still responsible for ourselves, and individually we can get better. But I'm talking about corporately. 
talking about the big, big picture here. Uh, because if we were, if the church really were to get right with God, and, then I don't believe the Antichrist could come and implement his agenda. It, it most likely could not happen. There would be too much prayer, too many Christians, too much spiritual power for that to, to literally happen. But if everything is degraded, and there's just a very, very small remnant, which is pretty much what the Bible does predict, then there's a much higher likelihood that's going to happen. That doesn't mean we don't, we don't still contend, earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. We're supposed to continue to do that. We are supposed to reprove the unfruitful works of darkness and have no fellowship with them and make them manifest and shed light on them. We are still supposed to be salt and light. So there's, what I try to emphasize in this ministry is biblical balance, okay? We can get like, tunnel vision on one little verse of the Bible and say, no, it's this guy, this is the only thing that matters, this one verse, and I'm going to base my whole life on it, I'm going to build my own little cult doctrine out of it, and God showed me this, and he didn't show anybody else. Well, what's that? That's pride. No. Rightly divide the word of truth. Line upon line, precept upon precept, these types of things. Study to show thyself approved unto God. Let's look at the Bible, the big picture. Okay? And the big picture says things are going to degrade. Um, over over time, and, and and this is what's going to open the door for the Antichrist and the false prophet to come and deceive the whole world, primarily through lying signs and wonders and miracles. And this gay agenda that we're talking about, as it was in the days of Lot, Jesus Christ said, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Well, hold on, if things are going to get better and better and better, or as a... Uh, uh, church brother of mine a long time ago, he would say, gooder and gooder. If things were going to get gooder and gooder, why did Jesus Christ say, as it was in the days of Lot, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man? There's another verse for you. Okay? Well, if, if the dominionists were right, and, and everything's just going to be, you know, whatever, lollipops and whatever, then why would Jesus say that? Why would he say, as it was in the days of Lot? What were the days of Lot? Sodom and Gomorrah. What are we talking about here right now? We're talking about Sodom and Gomorrah-like activity. Shoving this devil agenda down our throats. Also says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Probably the most wicked time the world had ever known. It repented God that he even made man. And again, we got into the whole thing about, you know, that last week with, with the UFOs and, and, and the Nephilim and these types of things, as it was in the days of Noah. So we've got the two most wicked scenarios in the Bible, the days of Lot and the days of Noah, essentially. And this is what Jesus Christ said it's going to be like prior to his return. So, you know, hopefully we've, we've proven that point there. So let's go back to this. Another point they want to try to uh, emphasize the... Uh, this uh, these gays is non let's see non judgmental condom advocacy for the young man in the name of HIV prevention and even being non judgmental in safe safe sex training when it comes to bizarre disgusting fetish like behaviors because anything goes with them anything's going to be justified anything that is sick sickening and disgusting is going to be protected essentially. Um, that's where we're moving, unfortunately. Things aren't getting better, you know. They're getting worse. Predicting not just a future gay president of the United States, but also a bi and transgendered president. I mean, that's one I've never even heard. A gay 
Can you imagine a transgendered, a cross-dresser in the White House? Now, that would be the ultimate. That would really be the ultimate, you know. I mean, I, I don't know. I, the Bible does make reference that the Antichrist is not going to have desire for women, okay? And so, most likely, he's going to be, you know, he's going to be the wickedest entity that, that ever probably lived on the planet, okay? So, that wouldn't surprise me. If, you know, he's gay. I don't know if he'll be openly gay. Maybe probably not at the very beginning. But, I mean, like, you look at Maitreya. And Maitreya, you know, I don't think Maitreya has any girlfriends. Or a wife or anything. He's not, he's not indicated if he does. Um, so that would go along with the territory. Because, you know, the more you sell out for Satan, the more he's going to, the more debauched behavior he's going to require of you. And many people that get into high-level occult realize they, in order to advance in the occult, you know, they've got to have, um, same-sex, uh, homosexual, bisexual, sexual encounters in order to do a particular spell or working or order to advance in the occult. And then they find out in order to advance further, they've got to rape little children and defile them. And then it gets to the point where they have to not only do that, they have to rape, defile them, and then kill them. I'm not making this up. This is what high-level black magic, which is essentially going to be the root and the backbone of the coming New World Order religion, the Illuminati, this is, this is Luciferic, this is how they practice their religions. Granted, they're not pasting this all over the papers. They own the papers. But this is what they do behind closed doors. And this is how they believe they attain greater power and greater rankings. And, you know, you sell out to Satan more, you know, you get, you get, you get to move up the food chain. So, um, next point is celebrating bisexual and queer gender lifestyles. Now, I, ne- I never heard of this. What queer... Gender queer, I'm sorry, gender queer lifestyles. Uh, and they give you a little link here to give you the actual definition of this. What gender queer lifestyles means is people who identify as gender queer may think of themselves as being both man and woman, or neither, or as no, I'm sorry, or as being man nor woman, and therefore falling completely outside the gender binary. So they're neither man nor woman. I, I don't really know what they think they are. Like the snuffle up against on Sesame Street? Are they like, you know, an aardvark? What, what do they think they are? I don't know. Anyway, and then it says they may express a combination of masculinity and femininity. Or neither. I mean, these people are really confused. Really, really confused. I mean, a double-minded man is unstable in all their ways. I mean, this is about the quintessential essence of double-mindedness. And then the Bible says God is not the author of confusion. I mean, this is confusion. Okay? Um, Which, the Bible makes reference to the homosexual lifestyle as confusion. It does use that as a a description of of, um, homosexual lifestyle and bestiality. The Bible gets into this stuff. The Bible does define it as sin. Okay? It's confusion. It's not right. It's, it's like when the angels, the Bible talks about in Jude, when the angels left their first estate and went after strange flesh. See, to an angel, a woman is strange flesh. Angels aren't meant to be married or given in marriage or have sex. They can do that, but they're not meant for it. They went after strange flesh. And when a man goes after a man, burning after, you know, the Bible talks about in Romans 1, he's going after strange flesh. When a woman goes after a woman, she's going after strange flesh. It's not something that God would ever intend or, or mean for. It would also include, I believe, a man going after a child. It's, it's, it's an abomination, okay? So, 
It's saying, going back to this definition of genderqueer, they may express a combination of masculinity and femininity, or neither. Many genderqueers see gender and sex as separate aspects of a person and sometimes identify as a male woman. Now that's one, a male woman, or a female man. Is that like a she-man? I don't know. Anyway, or a male-female intersex genderqueer. I mean, they got more complicated garbage. They just want to have a label. You know what I mean? These demon-possessed, whatever you want to call them, they just want to be labeled. Because if they can get a label, if they can get like some type of psychiatric label, then it legitimizes their lifestyle. That's how they're looking at it. All it is is different flavors of demons, essentially. Influencing them in a different pattern, this way or that way. Unbelievable. And then, the, and then the last point they have here is um, one of the things that this conference was trying to push is using gender identity laws to pressure businesses to bend to the transgender agenda of gender-neutral restrooms. So, gender-neutral. They want to have, all, they want to, like, basically no more male and female restrooms. They just want to have everybody going into the same restroom and they want it to all be gender. Now, I understand in some countries that's the way it is. Um, but that's, uh, I don't think that's a step in the right direction. You know, I just do not believe that's a step in the right direction. Um, and then it goes on to say there's much, much more. The homosexual task force puts the D back in deviance, and that's for sure. Stay tuned as we lay out the change that this high-powered organization and friend of Barack Obama is promoting for America. And you have to understand, I mean, Barack Obama is way on board with these types of deviants. I mean, he's one of them, essentially. I mean, I've heard I've heard many, many rumors that he's had all kind of homosexual tryst prior to his presidency. I've never said anything. I've seen some rather compelling information about it. Sure wouldn't surprise me, knowing that in order to get into that position, any, any high-level political position, the vast, vast majority of, of them has sold out to Satan. And like I said, the more you sell out to Satan the more you're going to get nudged in, into gay, bisexual, transgender, and also uh, defiling children. From all my studies of the occult, that's one of the ways you always get moved if you want to advance. So going further, um, with help from Chili's Restaurant, Wells Fargo, Southwest Airlines, and other major corporations, that they're also behind this, they're sponsoring this. And we're going to talk more about that in a second. Um, God bless you and thanks for standing with us, Peter La Barbara, uh, Americans for Truth. And I give you all the links there. I also give you my teaching I did on gays and transgendered exposed. Um, I've got some serious, serious um, gay transgendered witches that are that have been after me for a long time. I mean, they they put all manner of garbage about me on the internet and. Um, you know, it, it just goes to, it goes with the territory pretty much. I mean, if you expose them, they're going to just make up all manner of garbage about you. They don't even know you, but they'll do that. They, there's, there's nothing they won't stoop to, those types of people. And if you have somebody like that also involved in the occult, that's a very, very satanic combination. So let's go further. This next article is entitled, Chili's Restaurant Funds Radical National Gay and Lesbian Task Force. Chile is a proud national corporate sponsor of extreme of the extreme homosexual group. 
Chili's is owned by Brinker International, a national corporate partner of the National Gay and Lesbian Task Force, which celebrates gender confusion, bisexuality, and sadomasochism. This is from One News Now, um, and Christian at- activist Peter LaBarbera is calling attention to a popular restaurant chain's association with the National Gay and Lesbian Task Force. Homosexual activists called for a boycott of the Chick-fil-A restaurants after a Pennsylvania franchise provided box lunches for a recent seminar encouraging traditional marriage. The national chain and many of its franchise owners across the U.S. have pledged to contribute to everything from marriage seminars to retreats and counseling for its employees. La Barbera, founder of the Americans for Truth About Homosexuality, argues that Chick-fil-A is a fine Christian company and suggests that a boycott of the company is absurd. But he points out that another popular restaurant, Chili's, supports the National Gay and Lesbian Task Force, which he says promotes polyamory. Polyamory. I'm sorry, I know I'm butchering that word, but which is the practice of having more than one open romantic relationship at a time. Okay, That group holds an annual Creating Change seminar with some of the most deviant workshops you've ever seen, says La Barbera. They promote so-called sexual freedom, which basically wants to do away with all sex-oriented laws in the United States, such as limiting the adult industries near neighborhoods. I mean, this is some sick stuff here. And so we're called, we, we're calling on people to stop going to Chili's because it supports this radical leftist deviant agenda promoted by the National Gay and Lesbian Task Force. Uh, he concludes, if you want to take a small step to stand up for mar- family and marriage, take your family out to a Chick-fil-A and then drive right by when you see a Chili's restaurant. Now, I know I won't be going there anymore. Of course, I haven't went there in, I don't know, probably years anyway, but... Um, it, He also gives you the contact information for Chili's and the 800 number. Uh, It's 800-983-4637. I give you that information in the PDF to the February 13, 2011 teaching on contendingfortruth.com. It's in the PDF. Um, Okay, so then it says to... um, It also gives you the uh, Brinker... um, Let's see here. Brinker is their parent company. It also gives you their number and their guest relations line. And Brinker also owns Magaano's Little Italy and Romano's Macaroni Grill restaurants. So uh, there's all the information there that you can check into if you would like. Uh, Going further, next article, Jerusalem UFO and rider on a white horse in Cairo are signs of Maitreya. The world teacher. Now, this is from PRN Newswire, U.S. Newswire. This is like a mainstream, um, business-oriented uh, news outlet. Okay, this isn't like. Granted, this information is from Share International, most of it, which is Matreya's website. But they're actually promoting this. Well, like I had said before, Matreya was doing commercials on. I mean, I've heard him on the History Channel, Rush Limbaugh. Um, my, where there was. 
all kind of, of either audio commercials on the radio or TV commercials when he came out with that whole star sign thing. Now, remember when I did the teaching on the star sign at Maitreya? I've done several, actually. And then George Norrie interviewed Benjamin Krem. And remember, he became so overwhelmed with the interview that it was the only time in, like, thousands of interviews he's actually ever had to stop the interview because he was so physically overwhelmed with the presence, this evil presence of Benjamin Krem. And then and here's a guy that interviews high-level occultist after high-level occultist. Okay, George Norrie. And yet the only one interview he ever had to stop was the one last time he interviewed Benjamin Krem because he couldn't go on anymore. He was becoming sick. That's pretty bad. Well, this is from PRN Newswire, and that was the title of the um, actual news post. Jerusalem UFO and the rider on a white horse in Cairo are signs of Maitreya, the world teacher. Okay, so I, again, I just want to let you know it's, if this is coming from mainstream news. PRN News out of Los Angeles, Newswire out of Los Angeles, and they go on to say, Two miraculous phenomenon have recently been seen by millions worldwide on television and, in the, and on the internet. A glowing UFO hovering over Jerusalem's Temple Mount. And there's also been a fifth confirmation of that video that it is authentic, and I, I give you the link to that. It's actually a separate weather cam that was filming the site at the same time. So, there's another one. But anyway, um, so the two things that were seen by millions worldwide on television and on the internet was a glowing UFO hovering over Jerusalem's Temple Mount. We reported on that extensively last week, which would have been the uh, February 6th, 2011 teaching. And then an ethereal figure in white riding a white horse through the crowds gathered in Tahir Square in Cairo, Egypt, captured on video. Now, I think that's a hoax. I think that one is bogus, okay? That one with the ethereal wider rider on it. It's more like a green horse. It's like a lime neon green horse. I saw that, and I've seen videos that pretty much debunk it, and I do not believe that one. But the fact is, is they're reporting on it. The fact is, is there is a major news network here is, is advocating and reporting this and disseminating this information. This is the, the point I was trying to make with this. The UFO was filmed by at least five different witnesses. The Sydney Morning Herald reported, perhaps more intriguing is the fact that it was shot from various angles and that all seemed to be in sync, particularly at the moment when the object flies upward at high speed. Well, it was at different distances, different angles, and they all showed the exact same thing. So, that's pretty tough to fake that. UK's Channel 4 News noted that the videos appear to show, quote, the exact same ball of light and that the mystery deepens as flying is forbidden above the sacred site so the light cannot come from a plane. What do these phenomena mean? Who is creating them? What is their significance at this crisis, time, and change? Well, their, their answer, PRN Newswire's answer, is according to Benjamin Krem, false prophet for devil Betraya, or Maitreya, as they, he's called, According to Benjamin Krem, artist, author, lecturer, these are two of the many signs of miracles which herald the emergence into public life of Maitreya, the world teacher. On the 14th of January 2010, Benjamin Krem announced that Maitreya had, for the first time, appeared incognito on television. Since then, he has appeared 29 times in the USA, and more interviews are expected soon in the Americas, Japan, Europe, and the rest of the world. I don't, you know, if he's appeared 29 times, I sure don't. He sure is being secretive about it. I don't understand why, if this guy is going to make this big debut, why he's being so secretive about everything. 
You know what I mean? He just doesn't sound too powerful. You know what I mean? <laughs> but anyway, according to Benjamin Krem's master, the UFO in Jerusalem was one of the four stars seen around the world since December 2008 that heralded Maitreya's open emergence. He also confirms that the rider on the white horse was a blessing from Maitreya to show the immensity of what the Egyptian people are doing and that he is with them in their struggle for justice and freedom. I'll give me a break. But anyway, this is what they're saying. Then it ends by saying Maitreya has often appeared as a rider on the white horse. Well, he's a satanic counterfeit of Jesus Christ who's going to come back on a white horse, king of kings and lord of lords, the battle of Armageddon, and, you know, wipe the hundred million man, you know, army of Antichrist out, him and the saints. So, Maitreya, who is a trying to counterfeit Jesus Christ, has often appeared as a wider rider on a white horse, an age-old symbol for a teacher to come. Many now expect the return of their awaited teacher, whether they call him the Christ, the Messiah, the fifth Buddha, Krishna, Kaliki Avatar, or Imam Mahdi. And again, I've went over all those <clears throat> those terms there, but he basically claims to be all of them. So there's one, two, three, four, five. No, oh, these are six. I've never heard of him referred to as Kaliki Avatar. That's another one. See, all the major religions of the world are awaiting a a savior, their their predicted coming savior, and Maitreya. As far as I know, is the only one on the planet, and he's the only one I know with United Nations and and uh, uh, World Goodwill backing, one world government backing. Um, he's the only ascended master, I guess is what they refer to themselves. He's the only one on the planet who's actually saying he is all of them. He is actually, you know, the Christ, the Messiah, the fifth Buddha, the Krishna, Imam Mahdi, and Kaliki Avatar now. So he's the only one on the planet that I believe is, is, is actually claiming to be every single one of those things. So whether he's the Antichrist or whether he's just part of the end time delusion, I do believe he's going to play some type of major part in that end time delusion. And I've done many, many, many teachings on him that you can reference on contendingfortruth.com or the other websites I have on the right side of the, um, of the uh, homepage there. So next article is a listener comment regarding Jerusalem UFO in the V-series. This is from Michelle. She said, You know I heard nothing about the UFO thingy over Jerusalem in the news, and I'm pretty adept to what's going on around the world. I actually gasped when I watched the video, though. Michael Cohen's quote regarding aliens taking an interest in our religions and a coming unholy marriage between these demonic beings in major religions, end of quote, made me think of the TV series V. So this is one of the guys that was reporting on the whole Jerusalem UFO thing, and, and he was talking about a coming unholy marriage between these demonic beings and major religions, and you know aliens taking an interest in, in our religions type of thing. Well, see, that's the primary way they're going to have to deceive. They're going to have to deceive through an emotional level on a religious basis. Now, I believe it's going to, the backbone of that is going to be basically them telling us that we created all your religions. We created you, your little science project, which is also known as the ancient astronaut theory, that they came here and seeded humanity on the earth millions and millions of years ago, and we're the little science project, and now they've got to come to police things because we've messed things up so bad. Um, that's how they're going to, I believe that's the main angle that they're going to go after, the religion. Because, hey, if they created all the religions, then, you know, whatever they say goes pretty much, right? So, going further, 
she said all these things made me think of the TV series V. Last week's episode shows the visitors need to align themselves with the Catholic Church so as to be accepted by the world. Hmm. Wow. That's pretty interesting. They have to align themselves now with the Catholic Church as to be accepted by the world. Hmm. And that is most likely the same way it's going to go down. They're going to unite themselves, and they're going to unite under the banner of a one-world religion. Because, hey, if they created all the religions, then, you know, they can kind of dictate what, where we're right and where we're wrong, right? We can bring all the religions together. We can tear down all the denominational or all of our differences and just kind of all get on the same page. She goes on to say, and then the church complies. In other words, the Catholic Church gives in, which, of course, it'll do. I mean, the Catholic Church is of its father, the devil, and of its works and of its lust, it will do. So it's just a tool of Satan. Uh, the visitors are looking to destroy the human soul, so they need to find out more about it. And this is what Anna, I believe, the leader of the V's, is, is um, obsessed with. And we'll read more about that in a second. Um, <clears throat> the next article, I give you the link to the UFO Jerusalem weather cam. The fifth verification video, another analysis of that. Now, there's, this will be the fifth one, and I give you the YouTube link to that as well. Another article regarding the V series from a listener, uh, from Jennifer. She says, I actually watched the, the show V. I believe it has a lot of foreshadowing of what is to come. It is very mysterious because we're finding out things bit by bit. Up to now, we've learned that the Vs have been on Earth. They've been sleepers for quite some time. In other words, they've been sleepers, like sleeper cells, like you don't know they're there, but they are there. They've been there for quite some time, and that they have been experimenting with pregnant women and, the un, and their unborn children without the mothers even knowing it. I've said this over and over again. Two to three percent of the American population claims to be abducted. Many of the women that claim to be abducted have on one or numerous occasions turned up pregnant when they've had sex with no man. And then all of a sudden, the baby mysteriously disappears around anywhere from the fourth to sixth month. So they turn up pregnant, and then all of a sudden they get abducted again, the baby's gone. Well, wouldn't that kind of line up with what she just said here? For quite some time, they've been experimenting with pregnant women and the unborn children without the mothers even knowing it. Well, isn't that kind of what the Bible says we talked about last week? They shall mingle, they, meaning another race, another species, shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave. And that word cleave means to aptly aptly fit, like fit well, like a hand in a glove. Meaning they're going to try to do what they did in the days of Noah, because Jesus Christ said it was going to be like that. But I don't think this time they're going to be able to pull it off near as easily. And they're going to try, they're going to try a different way of going about it. I mean, obviously they can't have gigantic giants walking around, killing everybody, and, and I mean, maybe... I just don't think it's going to go down that way this time. I think they're going to be more subtle in the way they try to approach things. At least at the beginning. Anyway, it says, so, they've been experimenting with pregnant women and the unborn children without the mothers even knowing it. They've actually tampered with the DNA of unborn children, taken a chunk out of it so that they can replace it with something else. But with what? We've yet to find out. The V's queen, Anna, is now trying to understand the human soul because she feels that in order to destroy the humans, she needs to understand them, which would make it easier for them to conquer. And on a lot of these abduction scenarios, if you've seen them, they, they say that 
one of the things that they note about either the greys or the reptilians or whatever being has abducted them is that they're, they don't have the same, they don't have any compassion. They don't have human emotions. They can't experience or understand what love is, what compassion is, these types of things. Well, they're of their father, the devil. They're straight from the pit of stinking hell. And of course, they have no ability to have these types of good human emotions. Okay, They can only you know, inflict... You know, fear and hatred and, and all, all of the all of the bad attributes. That's what they can that's where they operate from. Which would kind of make sense. So going further, she says, I hate that the only Christian representative is the pseudo Christian Catholic Church. Anna wanted the Catholics support and for them to excommunicate anyone that spoke against the V's. Now imagine, like I've said this before. When this all goes down and the Antichrist makes his big appearance with the false prophet, and we're in the midst of all kinds of lying signs and wonders and miracles whereby the whole world will be deceived, as the Bible says to the Antichrist and the false prophet, and you've got cataclysmic things going on in, in nature, you've got earthquakes, you've got tsunamis, you've probably got some type of, of many types of plagues and pestilences, and Jesus Christ predicted these things in Matthew 24 in, in regarding the end times, and you've got deception being at every everywhere you turn, and you've got false flag, possible nuclear events, or terrorist attacks, and in or martial law, and all kind of cataclysmic earth changes going on. People are going to be maximally traumatized, and they're going to be open to whatever the New World Order presents them as the solution. People are going to be desperate. Okay, so, um, this is this is very much in line with this. And when they all come under the banner of this one world religion, most likely the Catholic Church will be at the very top of the food chain because they're they're the one they're the one religion that is probably the most well positioned worldwide, has the has the most has the best infrastructure, has the most money in order to be able to actually pull all the other religions under her, under this whorish banner that the Catholic Church will be at the very, very top. But again, it's going to get to a point where it's not going to be so much Catholic, Hindu, Buddhist anymore. They're going to all pretty much be on the same page um, as a one-world religion. I don't know exactly what they'll call it, but um, I, I believe that's the way it's going to go down. So, Anna wanted the Catholic support and for them to excommunicate anyone that spoke against the V's. When the priest said no at first, Anna demonstrated some blue energy and threatened to appease the Catholic followers with signs and miracles, lying signs and wonders, and then she would steal their faith from the Catholic Church. See, <clears throat> anybody that fall, follows a false religion is ripe for the pickings, because they're already under Satan's control. Okay, so if you're already in Satan's religion, whether it's some ism, Mormonism, Buddhism, whatever, Catholicism, you're already his anyway. If you don't go along with the agenda, in other words, he'll just, you know, he'll just throw you some other line side of wonder and you'll fall for that one, hook, line, and sinker as well. And you'll, and you'll go to, to whatever. And, and so Anna's threatening this Catholic Church with this blue energy, um, because she can pull off greater signs and lying wonders and miracles than the Catholic Church can conjure up. Okay? And then she'd steal their faith from the Catholic Church. The priest then complies to her request. Because it would be better if the Catholic Church works with her than works against her. Because at least if the Catholic Church works with her, they can come along for the ride. 
But if they don't, then, you know, they can't, so... Then it goes on to say, she is so focused on the human women and preparing them for breeding. So it's a very interesting show. So glad that you mentioned this to your listeners. So anyway, that's another thing that we've learned recently about that. Next article, Assange reveals significance of WikiLeaks UFO cables. In the first series of live people's conferences where Julian Assange directly responds to public questions about WikiLeaks, he clarify the nature of most of the UFO references and its yet-to-be-published diplomatic cables. Back in December 3, 2010, Assange raised expectations when he said in an interview in the Guardian newspaper that, quote, it is worth noting um, that in yet-to-be-published parts of the Cablegate archive, there are indeed references to UFOs. And again, everywhere we turn around, we're getting this shoved down our throat. I just went over several... Last week, I'm going over more this week, and we're going to go over more even after this. Uh, Assange, okay, and then it goes on to say, This led to many wondering whether an alleged UFO government cover-up of UFOs and extraterrestrial life was going to be finally exposed. Indeed, one of the diplomatic cables released by the Norwegian newspaper, Aftenposten, referred to an extensive funding for UFO research in the Soviet Union. In his February 6th response to a question about UFOs, Assange revealed that the contents of the yet-to-be-published diplomatic cables largely dealt with the Raelian UFO cult and its claims of cloning. Now, when I saw that, I said, I wasn't even going to say anything about that, but I've done a whole study on the Raelians. And it's about the ancient astronaut lie that I talked about. And it's entitled The Ancient Astronaut Lie, The Shocking Origin of Intelligent Design Theory. And I'll give you the audio link, and I give you the PDF link in this PDF for uh, February 13, 2011. I'm just going to read you the description of the study. This was not a real long study I did, but um, this is a special study I felt convicted to do after viewing a 27-minute internet uh, video put out by the Raelian cult. This video does one of the most thorough jobs of condensing most of the coming New Age, New World Order lies that I have ever witnessed. Now, this is me talking. Most of these lies seem to be appealing to the unsaved for the same reason Eve was seduced by the serpent in the Garden of Eden. Because they promise, quote, ye shall be as gods. If anyone buys into this, then all accountability to a holy God goes out the window and they feel that they can live any way they want. Satan is still, quote, the most subtle beast of the field. And he has not changed his tactics, as you will see when you listen to this audio. In this teaching, I will be playing the sound from the video by the Raelians and stopping to comment along the way, so I ultimately can present a full rebuttal to this most egregious heresy. This ancient astronaut theory is going to, unfortunately, take many people to hell and is going to be one of the cornerstones... (coughs) Excuse me. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, and it's going to be one of the cornerstones of the grand deception of the Antichrist will perpetrate. So, you can click on that if you haven't heard that. Uh, it's not a real long teaching, but it does a very good job of kind of summing things up. <clears throat> Remember also, intelligent design, which is supposedly, you know, Christian, and it's not, is actually based, if you really, really boil it back, boil it down, is based on the ancient astronaut theory. Intelligent design is not a good thing. Okay, you, you look at what it's actually based on. I've done a whole teaching on intelligent design as well that you can reference on contendingfortruth.com. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and end part 
one there, and we'll go to part two next. God bless you. If you would like to sign up for Scott Johnson's free Christian current events and health newsletters, please email him at drjohnson at ix.netcom.com. That's drjohnson at the letter i, the letter x, dot netcom dot com with the word subscribe in the subject line. Scott Johnson's weekly audios are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H dot com. Please help us continue this work. To support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2nd Line, 450 Conover, C-O-N-O-V-E-R, Boulevard West, number 202, 3rd Line, Conover, North Carolina, 28613. Or on the internet, PayPal can be used at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.